He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day... He vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now! The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Live from the Vivid Seat Studios, use the promo code OVERTIME for up to $100 off your first ticket purchase after you download the Vivid Seats mobile app. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton and Josh Conrad on Turn on the Jets Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. Unfortunately, I'm not here with Travis Milton and Josh Conrad today. Travis is taking the day off because he's feeling a little bit under the weather. I'm sure it has to do with probably drinking two bottles of whiskey while watching the Jets play the Eagles yesterday and Josh who has the excuse of having t- sick twins today so won't be with me so I'm going to try and carry this show alone it is a big and weighty task and we are going to discuss the Jets abysmal week five road loss to the Philadelphia Eagles 31 to 6 after spending a weekend where I got to enjoy Carefree football in week four and going apple picking on Saturday. Shout out to my man, Paulie Bruzz. Uh, <laughs> I sat down and I tried to watch Sunday's game and it was brutal and really hard. And so I think I would not be totally disappointed if the Jets just had all buys the rest of the year because I don't think I can do more games like that Philadelphia games for a number of reasons. We're going to get into them here. The first thing that that game made me think about is that coaches are not the saviors. We fans uh, make them out to be. We want coaches to come in, have all the right answers, to be able to use the players, to uh, paper over all the problems. And the truth is, as we're seeing with Adam Gase, now granted he's without some of his leaders on offense and defense and Sam Darnold and C.J. Mosley and some other players, but... It is not working. Anyone who had this idea that Adam Gase was going to be the savior of this organization, was going to provide the offensive shot in the arm that this team needed, it has not turned out. And I think adding Sam Darnold into the mix, we'll see. It's certainly going to make it better. But, you know, when Luke Falk was a guy who was brought in because of his quote unquote knowledge of the Gase system, and he's just struggled to do much of anything so far this year. Uh, granted, there's lots of things and there's lots of interconnected things, but some of the plays Falk made yesterday where he's you know throwing to the wrong player or uh, in between two players that could make a difference in a play being you know for a first down or not, or you know throwing to opposing teams, haha. Um, you know, that's certainly the wrong player that happened. And, and we saw that on that fourth and one play. So when I think about this team and when I think about the coaching I, and the fact that they had two weeks to prepare for this game, 
there's just not enough. We're not seeing enough creative stuff. We're not seeing excellent execution. Nothing that showed me two weeks worth of planning um, in terms of, and that even includes the shakeups on both offense and defense in terms of starters. Um, nothing that shows me that this is a coaching staff that's up to the challenges of coaching a New York-based football team. And it is going to get ugly and uglier from here. When I think about the offensive line specifically, the, you know, the big moves were that, you know, the brain trust got together and figured out was they were going to take their third-round rookie interior player and put him at the right tackle position against one of the, let's say, bloodthirsty defensive line units in the league. And so that, for me, was a total head-scratcher. I have no idea why they thought that was the answer. Brandon Shell certainly is no um, great shakes, but at the same time, I don't think Brandon Shell is the problem uh, of this offensive line. So so the Adoga for Shell move was surprising to me. And then, obviously, Lewis replacing Assembly, that just seemed to be uh, net neutral. There really was no kind of better or worse for it and I get they've got to play with the players they've got but those changes were not good obviously to the tune of 10 sacks on Sunday so this is the kind of thing that just is basically what I expected when we hired Adam Gase now hopefully if Sandar Arnold can return next week he'll be able to get rid of the football more quickly make better reads um, but there's a whole other side of that, which we'll get to in a second. Brian, sorry to interrupt for a second, but I just have to let people know about something really awesome. I know that things haven't started off the way that we wanted them to for our Jets. Dallas is coming into town this week. You might be tempted to bet against them, and I wouldn't blame you if that's what you want to do. But if you are going to do that, or if you have it in you to bet on the Jets, I suggest you go over to mybookie.ag and make your bet there. You can also bet on a bunch of props, too. Who's going to score the first touchdown? How many yards is Le'Veon Bell going to get? How many sacks will the offensive line give up? Spoiler alert, going to be a lot. And that's just the beginning. Lots of other stuff you can bet on, too, including all of the games, plus teasers. And I'm telling you, if you're going to do that, you really want to take my brother Craig's advice. If you listen to the show on Sunday, you know that Craig did a great job. He was 3-1 and in his individual picks, and he nailed his teaser for the third time in four weeks. So if you're going to make some bets for Sunday, you're going to want to listen to his advice. Trust me on that one. And this whole month, there's a great offer for you as a listener of this podcast. Sign up at mybookie.ag and use the promo code OVERTIME, and they'll match your first deposit. Again, use the promo code OVERTIME, and if you're a new user, you will get your first deposit doubled. Mybookie.ag, you play, you win, and you get paid. Okay, sorry about that, Brian. Go ahead, continue. Defensively, Greg Williams is Greg Williams, and he's doing Greg Williams things, and it's not working and it's going to continue to not work. Didn't work for the Browns, didn't work for any of his past coaching stops, and it doesn't look like it's going to, you know, stop at this point. Whenever the Jets do fire him, he'll go on and get another coaching job with some team or maybe maybe finally some the the NFL will decide to put this guy out to pasture who just has no business being a defensive coordinator in this league and hasn't for 10 years. The big shakeups on defense were adding Tremaine Johnson back into the lineup. The punchline of the joke here is that Daryl Roberts was targeted less because all lanes were open on the Tremaine Johnson expressway yesterday. It was not good. Tremaine Johnson does not help this unit. Uh, Hairston is 
basically a better player. Tremaine Johnson is just hammering checks, and he showed no signs of improvement. They said he was practicing well. I call bullshit on that. And they're just trying to basically rearrange deck chairs on the Titanic defensively. It's not working, which is sad when you have players like Jamal Adams and um, you know some excellent defensive line play and hopefully C.J. Uh, Mosley who can get back at some point. But this is just going to be the fatal flaw of this group, and they're just not going to have the firepower to address all the things they need to address this coming offseason between uh, free agency and the draft and filling all the positions that need to be filled across the board. Getting finally to Adam Gase's decision-making, I have no idea what he was doing. I, I look at him preparing Sam Darnold all week, and then that report came out, I think, Saturday or Sunday that he got all the first team reps. Obviously, they think he's close, but that left Luke Falk in a terrible spot, and we saw how that turned out. So you are hoping optimistically that you're going to get the clearance, but you should basically know that he's not going to be cleared. If he's not cleared by Thursday, Friday at the like you know Friday morning at the latest, it's insane that you would continue to put him forward on first team reps. It just the longer it goes in the week, the less likely it was going to be that he was going to play on Sunday. And so that just shows me an abdication of responsibility. This is a guy who's not sleeping. He's not thinking. He's totally tilting and he's making wrong decisions all over the place. And then you can, and you can see it play out on the field too. That fourth and one screen pass that went back for the pick six. What are you doing in that situation? You've got Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. I know your offensive line is terrible, but you're telling me there's no way you can get that one yard. And so what you're going to do is you're going to outthink them with a third string quarterback. Obviously, that didn't go very well. And then the final one that'll be talked about a ton on talk radio over the next couple days in New York is the kick on third and three into the winds from 55 yards. So Adam Gase is proving out to be the person that we thought him to be coming into this organization. He's a coach who was essentially born on third base because he got to work with Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning needed someone to relay him three plays and Peyton Manning made all the decisions on the field when they were in Denver. He's been riding on that reputation ever since and he's basically done nothing to disprove that for me. While sports can bring us so much joy, it can also bring us a lot of unwanted stress and that stress can make it difficult to concentrate, relax, and get decent sleep. Sunday Scaries was launched in 2017 by two best friends and business partners, Bo Schmidt and Mike Sill. They operated a full-service bar with 50 employees and were always exhausted. They tried all kinds of products, but they didn't work. Then they started experimenting with CBD. They loved the effects and regained control of their days and nights, but they wanted better CBD products. So what they did for themselves was specially formulate CBD gummies with vitamins D3 and B12 that were super consumable, easy to take on the go, and effective. Long story short, their specially formulated CBD products and vitamins helped relieve the overwhelming angst they felt on a daily basis. So in July 2017, they named the company Sunday Scaries and began sharing their products with friends and launched their online store at sundayscaries.com. With tens of thousands of customers, monthly subscribers, and a 100% money-back guarantee, Sunday Scaries has always been on a mission to transform a worrisome nation into a chill one. And right now, we have a bonus for you. 
Get 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Again, 25% off all products at sundayscaries.com when you use the code OVERTIME. Hey guys, Greg Peterson here with the Baseball Betting Podcast. As we know, the MLB season is back in our lives. It's going to be a 60-game sprint unlike anything that we've ever seen before. And I'm going to be giving you picks every single day, seven days a week with Major League Baseball. We're also going to be keeping up with the KBO as well. If you like baseball and you like being able to make some money, subscribe to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Greg Peterson, host of the podcast Hooping with Hoops. Despite the fact that college basketball is in the offseason, it's never too early to get a jump start on taking a look at these teams because there is now 357 of them for the upcoming 2020-2021 college basketball season. I'm going to give you guys a deep dive on every last one of them, keep up with all the transfers in college basketball, and so much more. You are able to subscribe to Hooping with Hoops on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Here's the here's the truth. If coaches aren't the saviors, who is? Well, it's certainly always in the NFL, the players. And so the best player for the Jets on Offensively Sunday was Le'Veon Bell. Um, you know, he's doing the best with what he has. He's making lemonade out of lemons. But the truth is, at the rate in which they're getting him the ball and the ways in which they're getting him the ball, he's going to be ground into dust before this season is out. They need to find ways to responsibly get him the ball, and hopefully if Sam Darnold does come back, they'll be able to balance out his work and the workload and kind of not just let defensive players tee up on him all the time because at this rate... I don't see how Le'Veon Bell stays healthy over the course of this season. Uh, it just, he's never, I can't remember the last time he's played a full 16-game slate. Um, obviously had last year off, and he's bringing a dynamic element to this offense, but I worry about the rate in which they're using him. They have to find better ways to balance out the ball, and that's hard when you've got receivers and tight ends that the Jets have. But hopefully Herndon comes back this week. Hopefully their wide receivers get the ball spread around more. Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder. So we'll see where it goes from here. But, you know, this comes back to the fact that all the problems are connected. Players matter. And this team is, by and large, aside from a few players who we talk about all the time and praise all the time, you know, this team is devoid of talent in many areas. And, you know, that's the responsibility of John Idzik. That's the responsibility of Mike McCagnin. Uh, but going forward, there's no more. You can't keep blaming the, the past regimes. And I understand, you know, Douglas has come in behind the eight ball with this situation coming in late, not being part of the draft process. And I think the draft process is proving out to be, by and large, concerning for, for what they have this year. Like, which means then... Sorry, Jets fans. It's going to be another couple of years before you know this team has enough talent to make a to make a real run. As I look at this team and I think about Sam Darnold coming back, <laughs> the Jets have the Cowboys and the Patriots coming up. The schedule gets uh, much easier after that. So you want to make sure that if Sam Darnold is ready to come back, he is fully healthy. We do not need him getting a life threatening injury. Um, and especially with teams that are as good as the the next two teams are, the thought of bringing Darnold back is like the waiting has been insufferable. 
but the thought of him going into the game with the talent that is surrounding him is absolutely terrifying. And so I have to hope that they're going to find ways to get the ball out of his hand quickly, rely on the running game, and do more than just hand the ball to Le'Veon Bell. They've got to they've got to find ways to make this work and to limit the amount of damage that a player like Sam Darnold can have. You look at a play like um, uh, that happened to Mason Rudolph on Sunday uh, for the the uh, quarterback for the Steelers, and that was a scary, scary moment. And no one wants to see their franchise quarterback. No one wants to see anyone put in that kind of situation, but especially not the franchise quarterback. So, you know, we're kind of left in a place where I feel like I've been saying for more than a year, maybe more than a couple of years now, which is I don't need this team to go to the playoffs, but I need to see the effort and execution and the right kind of planning that indicate to me that my time is not wasted. Cheering for this team, my dollars are not wasted. Uh, supporting this team by buying gear and merchandise or tickets or what the, whatever. It's interesting in that now we have this moment where today is, uh, is Monday and overnight uh, the Washington head coach, uh, Jay Gruden, was, was fired. And so it took, took them five years to fire Jay Gruden, uh, but I hope the ownership of this team really questions their decisions and the process that brought them to this point and figure out what they want to do. Is Greg Williams the right defensive coordinator for this team? Is Adam Gase the right offensive coordinator slash head coach of this team? Will they be able to rise to the challenge? And is Sam Darnold going to make the difference uh, that's going to make this a, a bearable year or a year that's filled with hope? Or not. We're just going to have to see what this team does and where they go from here. Uh, but the first four games have been pretty grim. Um, the next two games look equally grim. And then the, the Jets will get a chance to show us what they potentially could do or what this coaching staff could offer um, with the talent they have when they play uh, you know, some games against teams like uh, where they, they play the Jaguars uh, week eight the Miami Dolphins week nine and the Giants week 10 followed by Washington week 11. So they have a good stretch of four games there where we're going to get a real shot at knowing who this coaching staff is because they're not going to be so outgunned um, that ho- and hopefully they'll have some talent back that they'll be able to show us a little bit more. But at the same time, I'm not holding out my hope for this, for this coaching staff. The problem is there's, Basically, zero likelihood that the the head of the organization, Chris Johnson, would do an about face on his decision within a year of firing Todd Bowles and then firing Mike McCagnin and then firing his next head coach. It's going to have to get really ugly, and that's going to mean lots of leaks and players, you know, unnamed sources speaking out to the press, and maybe even coaches going off the record uh, or you know going going unnamed. I'm not saying I want that to happen. I'm just saying it's going to take a lot, a lot of nonsense for Chris Johnson to basically have to suspend his own cognitive dissonance to say, boy, this was a terrible hire. So anyway, uh, 
you can tell I'm in a great place when it comes to the Jets. Um, I will be hopeful. I'm certainly going to cheer for them over the next uh, couple weeks and season. But when you see the kind of games that play out, like we saw yesterday against the Eagles, it's really hard. It's kind of like um, if you've ever had loved ones, family members go through chemotherapy. You know, it's not the first treatment that you know that's hard to bounce back from it's the sixth treatment it's the 10th treatment um, and on and on it goes and so so that's kind of how I'm not trying to liken something that's as sad and tragic as as that in people's lives but there's a similar kind of echo or rhythm I feel like in Jets in Jets fandom where we get excited we can be resilient in a couple losses but over time, it's really hard to keep being resilient um, after after these things happen again and again. So I hope uh, that we'll get a brighter future and a brighter week uh, and the Jets will surprise us. But we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure to stay tuned, rate and review the Play Like a Jet podcast. Check out all the awesome content on Turn On the Jets and my buddy Bent's site, jetsfix.com. Um, Hopefully we will talk to you with better hearts and better results next week. Adios.